Well, I just want to welcome everyone here tonight to River of Life. And boy, we've been just, we have jumped in and the Holy Spirit has taken us away. You know, praise God. I pray that when we, when we leave this place, we'll look at our hands and they'll be all pruny, you know, because we just soak so long, you know. That's what I want to happen every time, you know. I want more, Lord, more, Lord. <laughs> There's always more, Lord. When you think, think oh, wow, that's, a, that's wondrous, and you, you're used to that, there's something else. He's never ending, you know? So, um, again, I want to welcome everyone here to River of Life, and this is Wednesday night, and we're going to be learning about prayer matters. So, um, but let's pray first. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. And we are so grateful that we get to know you. That you made a way, Lord Jesus, when there was no way. Through the shedding of your blood. Through your flesh. And Lord, now we get to come to you boldly. To know you. To really, really know you. Not just as our God. Our creator, our maker. The creator and maker of all things, but also our Father, that you have made it to where we could even call you Daddy. You said we can call you Daddy. (laughs) Oh, how wonderful, how wonderful it is to have a relationship like like that with you. And Lord Jesus, it's because of you. It's all because of you. Thank you. You are a King. You are a Lord. You also are a brother now. And we honor, we bless, and we praise you. We bow before you, our King. And oh, we don't want to forget you, Holy Spirit, for you are God, Almighty Creator of heaven and earth and all that is. And yet you dwell in us. I think that was your intention all along, Father, is that you would make man to be the temple, your temple, to live in us, to be that close so that you could be that intimate with us, that we can know you, to really, really know you and enjoy you. How glorious you are. There's nothing that thrills our soul more than to be in your presence, to feel your embrace, to hear your words of love, to hear your words of encouragement, and that we, that we can do all things. And that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. In all things and in every way, you have make it, made us triumph. But the greatest triumph of all that I rejoice in every day is that I get to know you. Experience you. And Lord, that's what I want, oh Lord, for everyone here to know you and experience you. Who can know that your depths? But praise God, we get to just go deeper and deeper and deeper and explore you deeper and deeper and deeper. And Lord, you'll never end. I thank you, Lord, that we should be thrilled in all that we find, all the, the days of our life. Because that's how wondrous and glorious you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your glorious presence and your warm embrace. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. Without you, 
we couldn't understand these things along with our natural mind. Lord, you have to bring them directly to our heart. And I just pray that you would speak, that you would give us spiritual eyes to see, and spiritual ears to hear, and a heart that's ready to receive. And I pray, oh Lord, that we would all be encouraged and changed and challenged when we, walk, when we leave this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, this lesson is called Prayer Matters, or you can say Matters of Prayer. Prayer is such a deep subject, and there's just no way you could cover it all. You could spend years. So these are just little parts, little snippets of these things. Um, I just kind of sat down, and I was praying, and the Lord said, say this, and say this, and I'm like, well, Lord, there's, there's more to say about that. No, just say this and say this. So I believe this is going to... Um, I believe it'll touch whoever it's intended for, you know? So the first thing is that prayer is a two-way conversation. So by the way, prayer is not just asking, but it is, it is a two-way, that's your fill-in, conversation between you and God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When you pray, you should expect a reply. When you pray, are you expecting God to speak, Jesus to speak, the Holy Spirit to speak? If you're not, you should. Um, do you just talk and talk and talk and talk and never allow God to speak? Have you ever met someone like that? <laughs> it's like you're waiting for them to catch a breath. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't get that one. Maybe the next one. <laughs> well, God is, God is the same way. It, Jesus didn't redeem us to save us from hell, but he had redeemed us to have a relationship with him, to know him, to walk and to talk with him, experience him and him experience us. It's no greater joy to him than to be part of our lives, that he knows that we hear his voice, you know, and we respond to his voice. It is beautiful and delightful to him when we do that. So when we pray, we shouldn't be the, one, the only one speaking, talking. We should allow time for him to speak. Okay? So much more to say about that, but anyway. Prayer is not a letter. So let's think about that. It's not a letter that you write and hope that it reaches the person you are sending it to. Because boy, with a postal office, especially right now, it's just like, I hope this gets there. <laughs> uh, I mean, even receiving mail right now, it's just like, well, we sent you a letter. I'm like, well, I never got it. You didn't get it? No. Unfortunately, you know, maybe my neighbor got it. I get my neighbors let, let, you know, mail all the time. <laughs> So you hope it gets there. So, but it's not. So you send a letter and hope uh, for a response from the other person sometime in the future. Prayer is more like a phone call, except God answers every time. 
God's got, it's like he's already, he's got already, it's an auto answer because he knows it's from you. So he just, it's, he answers it every time. He doesn't look at it and go, oh, maybe later. <laughs> he's ready to talk with you any and any time you're ready to talk to him. He's ready to have any conversation with you at, at all, you know. <clears throat> God loves to talk to his children and is waiting for you to ask to talk to him. He paid a high price for this relationship with you. This is what he wants and desires. Just like he walked and he talked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, that's the relationship he wants to have with us. Can you see that? Can you imagine walking and talking with God in the cool of the day like Adam and Eve? Jesus paid so that you could have that. Not in the future, but now. Now. Now, some may say, I'm not experiencing that. Well, I'm telling you, it's been made available. That you can seek after those things. I didn't know that was available. The only thing I knew at first was, oh my gosh, thank God, I'm not going to hell now. <laughs> thank God he loved me that he saved me from hell, you know. But wow, it's been so much more than that. I've gotten to enter into a relationship with a very much loving Heavenly Father. And we get to enjoy that. If you don't know it's available, then you don't know to even hope for it. And hope precedes faith. Everything we receive, it comes from faith. Grace is what has provided it. Jesus provided it, but by faith is what, how we receive it. But hope's got to come first. Hope doesn't come unless you know about it. So I'm not up here saying, oh, I'm so super spiritual. I'm up here testifying that this is available. Because if he did it for me and I walk in this, you can walk in it too. And I'm here to say there is so much more that I am going to in the future be able to experience because I keep pressing forward. Lord, if there's more, I want it. <laughs> help me. Bring people around me to help me so that I can move forward, so that I can be challenged not to stay where I'm at, but move forward deeper in you, you know? But it's available. Anything he'll do for one of his children, he'll do for all of his children. So if someone gets up there and, and tells you the super-duper testimony... You shouldn't think, oh my gosh, he really has an awesome relationship with God. I wish I had a relationship like that. Well, you know what? If he did it for that person, he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. So what you should say and think is, oh my gosh, that's available? Really? Well, I, I want that. I want that. So don't think I'm up here saying I'm super, super spiritual. I'm just a child of God that's been redeemed by the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, made a son and entered into this relationship. And I'm just exploring this relationship and I'm just sharing a little bit with you. And, and I know some of you are like, I want that. And some of you, I've been there and I've gone past that. Yay, keep going. <laughs> different, we're all at different parts, at points in our journey with God. But how glorious it is, how glorious it is. Did you know that you can talk to the Father, but you can also talk to Jesus, and you can also talk to the Holy Spirit? 
each one is different and can respond in a different way, but also the same. So let me explain. The father responds as a father would, loving and caring, attentive in every way, right? Jesus responds as a king. And at first, that's all I wrote. And then I kept getting, no, no, it's more, it's more. I'm like, what, what? And he says, Jesus was saying, well, I'm their brother and I'm their true friend. That's how he, he responds. The Holy Spirit responds as someone that's always ready to help. Holy Spirit, will you help me? Yes, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> that's what I get with the Holy Spirit. Yes, let's go. You could do it. Let's go. Let's go together. You're doing it. We're doing this together. Let's go. Let's go. He is ready. He is so ready. So what do you need help with? Do you need wisdom, power, understanding, or direction? Holy Spirit is always ready to help. Now, when you pray to the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit, you're always talking to all of them at once. Okay? I'm talking to the Father. I'm talking to Jesus. I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. But if you talk to one, you talk to all. You might be talking to one, but one, another one may, may respond. But you can, you can know them by how they speak to you, how they respond to you. Now, I don't understand how that is, but I just know it's true. Okay? So, um, an example, I do a Bible study uh, each day, and I read scriptures, and then I pray in tongues over them, and then I listen, and I write stuff down. Okay? And so I just wanted to give an example, um, at least of the Holy Spirit in the Father. So let's read uh, 1 John 1, 1 through 4. So that which was formed from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked up and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. And that's what I'm doing here. I'm actually testifying of my relationship with this living Christ. The, the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you. And that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to declare to you, and you can have this relationship, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. There's no greater joy than to be in his presence, to experience his presence, to hear his voice. It is a delight, you know, and um, he is ready to enter that relationship. But I always pray. So I read these scriptures and I prayed and then I prayed in the spirit. And then um, this is what the Holy Spirit says. He goes, that which was from the beginning. Let's see what. Yeah, that which was from the beginning, which you have heard. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the same verse again. Here we go. This life and life abundant is fellowship with the Father and the Son, which brings fullness of joy, a life full of fulfillment, a life where we were designed to live. To the level you fellowship with the Father and the Son will be the level of life and joy you have. If you have no life and joy, then you are not fellowshipping with the Father and the Son. If you want more life and joy in your life, then fellowship more with the Father and Son. Dem- Jesus demonstrated a life of fellowship with the Father in His life, and you can have the same relation with the Father and the Son as He did. Sin has been taken away by Christ's blood so that you could have this fellowship with the Father. 
and the Son. It is God's greatest desire to have, have greater fellowship with you and be a partner in every area of your life. To the level you allow this partnership with God will be the level of joy and you're living and you living a satisfied life. So, you know, one thing about the Holy Spirit, he always talks about the Father and the Son. And the Son talks about the Father and the Holy Spirit. And the, and the Father talks about Jesus and, and, um, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> They're always pointing at each other. So, but I also had a response from the Father. And this was his response. And most of the time, this is what he starts off. My Son. It is my truest desire to have this deep, intimate fellowship with you. Allow me to be a part of every thought, every action, every decision, that I may insert myself into them and breathe supernatural life into them. This means that you can have a life like my son, Jesus, because that is what he did. Make yourself aware that every thought, decision, and action belongs to me as a full partner in your life. Your life is not just your own, but it belongs to me for having paid a terrible price to have that stake in you. My only intention is so that you may have life in abundance and influence this world to come to know me. To the level you do this, inserting me will be the level of life, my life, that you enjoy and demonstrate to all those around you. I love you, my son, and I am, capital I, capital A, capital M, ready to move powerfully in your life. So practice every thought to begin with me and end with me, every decision to be approved of me, every action to be led by me, and you will see my glory in your life, and others will see it too. Amen. So is that not beautiful? <laughs> I'll go back and read these, and I just want to cry, <laughs> you know? But as he... It's not like it's exclusive to me. It's also available to you. I'm presenting to you this is available to you. Now seek after it. Yeah. Ask for it. Seek after it until you have it, until it's your possession, until you can enjoy this also. Don't be satisfied where you are. There's always so much more of God. That's what's so beautiful about him. He's never ending. Never ending. You are not the one who always starts the conversation, by the way. You need to know that God wants to speak to you as you walk this life. He is, he is ready to give direction, but are we expecting, is your fill-in, expecting him to do so? Do we have him on silent, like your phone, you can put it on silent, until we're ready to talk to him? Or do we have the volume turned down so low that we can barely hear him? He is ready to give us directions in life, just like a GPS on your phone. Oh, I love my GPS, you know. Um, I really get lost. Sometimes it goes crazy. I don't know about you guys. It's like, where in the world is it taking me? <laughs> but most of the time, it, it brings me to the right place, you know, and, and gets me there. Now, sometimes I argue with it. I don't know about you guys. I argue, no, are you crazy? Why are you bringing me this way? I, that's all, I don't need to turn here and go that way. Let's go this way, you know? Well, sometimes we do with that with, with God, <laughs> you know? He's ready to give us direction, but a lot of times we just argue with him. What? Come on, God. That's, 
That can't be right. Even though he sees everything, he knows everything, not just what's going on now, but what's going to happen in the future. And yet we're, here, we're standing here arguing with him. <laughs> when we just, if we just follow his direction, he will get us there the fastest way. You know, like when you plug in the address and everything, and it usually has two or three ways you can choose, and one's the fastest way, and there's a one a little bit longer and a little bit longer, you know, and, you know, I'm like, of course, I want the, the shortest one, you know. Well, God knows the shortest direction. But he also knows there's a trap. The devil is set right there. That's the way you usually go, so that's why you set it there. But I am going to bring you around it. Well, Holy Spirit, I don't know why. What, why, why did this person slow down and kept me down? You know, it's 45 and he's driving 35. Come on, Lord. You know, but what we don't know is that he may have kept us from an accident down the road. So then all things give thanks, even though we don't understand it. You know, God is in control. Is that what you're expecting? That no matter what, God's got you and he's in control. Amen. So number two, stances of prayer. Now, we have people who do all kinds of stances of prayer and praise in our church. Some, you don't ever hear a peep out of them. They just stand there in silence. (laughs) There's others, you know, that are shouting so loud, you're like, ah! But it's all acceptable, you know? It's what's in their heart, and they're giving it to God with everything they have, whether they're silent or or they're shouting at the top of their lungs, you know? Whether they're kneeling or standing, laying prostrate on the floor, or just walking around praising God, hands lifted or hands together, standing still or even dancing. They're all appropriate. It's what their heart, what, what, what their heart is just giving toward God. These are all acceptable, and all of these can be found somewhere in the Bible. So when we pray, we don't have to fold our hands and bow, you know, like a lot of people think. Let's pray. That's what they do because that's what they expect prayer is. But you can pray in any, any stance. You can pray anywhere, you know, so even when you go to the bathroom, guess what? The Holy Spirit goes to the bathroom with you. And if you're willing to talk in there, he'll talk to you in there. I've had lots of conversations in there. And especially, oh, in the shower, I love to sing praise. And, and his spirit just, it's all like I'm, I'm getting all wet by the water, but I'm also getting all wet by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you are. He is ready to talk and be a part. So these are all acceptable. A lot, of, a lot of times we're looking like, what is that person doing? <laughs> but if they're doing it from their heart, the Lord loves it. He accepts it, you know, and they're blessed. Now, the next one, number three, is some types of prayer. There's all kinds of prayer, okay? We can, we can subdivide all these different kinds of prayer, and there, there's different rules and, you know, Bible verses for them. But just as this sum that the Lord wanted me to highlight, okay? So just remember that God will respond to each of these types of prayer. And whatever prayer you, you do, they will be a response from him. So this is just some. So uh, the first one is praising. Praises go up. 
God's glory comes down. Are you expecting that? Are you just singing to the air because that's what you're supposed to do? Are you singing to your God, your Father, your Abba, the God, you know, who created all things? Can you see him? Can you see your words reaching his ears and him just having a big, big smile and just eyes just ablaze with love for you as you sing to him? Maybe no one else likes to hear you sing, but your Heavenly Father loves to hear you sing. You sing. It's a delight to him. It's a delight to him. So Thanksgiving is your next fill-in. Thanks goes up, and you enter into his presence. As you give him thanks, thank you, Father, for making a way through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for making a way for me that I can come boldly. I can come running, you know, not as a servant, but as a child, and leap into your arms. And you don't drop me, but you grab hold of me every time, and you hold me so tight. And you give me kisses on the head. <laughs> you can experience this yourself because Jesus made it available. And you know, when you're thanking God, you can see yourself that, that actually happening. And you can just experience his presence all over again. It's beautiful. So asking is your next villain for provision or help. You ask, he gives. And his supernatural peace comes as he, as his yes and amen. So, um, oh, I love Philippians 4 and 6. Can you put that up for me? So be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, I guess I don't have that one, but in the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. So um, any situation I come, this is the scripture that always comes up to me. I know that other ones use other scriptures, and but this is, this is one that I go to a lot or seems to come up, you know. And um, no matter what the situation is, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to be anxious of this. I, it's a choice, Right. right? Um, and it doesn't matter what it is that comes your way. You can, you can make a choice. You've got to understand that it's almost like you're, you're going into battle, but you have God. So what do you think the outcome's going to be? <laughs> so you don't have to be anxious about this. The thing is, is we just don't trust that he's going to come through to it for us. And we receive everything by faith, so we have to, if, if we're expecting that he's not going to come through for us, then guess what? Then we've made it to where he won't come through for us. But if we're expecting him to, by faith, he will come on. He will come. So no, it doesn't matter. So bring it to him. Say, Lord, I've got this situation. I remember I was going outside. This is a, a kind of a weird testimony, but I, 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 this is the one I felt I was supposed to share. So. I went outside and my mailbox got, had, had gotten hit a couple times, so it's leaning and, you know, the mailbox is kind of like almost falling off, you know, and I'm like, well, God, I know I need, a, I need to replace this, but I've got to have to dig out the, the cement and I've got to change. I, don't, I just don't want to do that. Can, can you just, can you just help? He goes, well, just ask me for it. I said, okay. 
well, right now I just ask you for it. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to give me a new mailbox. And I, I, I even want someone else to put it in. Okay? In Jesus' name. <laughs> it said, let your request be made known to God. So I'm like, uh. he said to ask for the mailbox. I just went a little step further. So <clears throat> I just didn't think about it anymore. So Diane calls me. She goes, I was home today, and uh, they were cutting the, uh, the city was cutting the grass, and they knocked our mailbox down. She says, but don't worry. I went out there, and I fussed at them. <laughs> and they're like, don't worry, ma'am. We'll replace your mailbox. So by the time I got home, I had a new pole. They dug the whole thing up. They had a new pole, a new mailbox. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so no matter what comes your way, whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it's small or great or a mailbox or whatever, go to him. He's on your side and he's ready. Are you expecting what are you expecting? Are you going to go, oh, no, I got to do this. I'm, you know, this is, ugh, this is really going to, anyway. So the next one is agreeing. As you agree together, Jesus himself agrees with you. So let's read now Matthew 18, 19, and 20. Matthew 18, 19, 20. No? Oh, there we go. Thank you. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So do you understand this scripture? Because I didn't understand it until the Lord kind of is like, wait a minute. You're missing something here. Do you know when you agree that it's not just you and the other person agreeing? Jesus is right there with you, agreeing also. So is there any chance, any chance at all, that your prayer is not going to be answered? Do you see that? Do you believe that? Well, he's your father. He knows what's best for you. So, but I just wanted to bring that out. I think the Lord wanted me to bring that out. You know? All right. So, um, number four, principles of prayer. I call this a principle because it's like it takes different concepts that are in the Bible and, and basically kind of puts them together, and then this is the principle underlying for these. You get what you faith for. Faith. You get what you faith for. In all these situations, no matter what come, what are you believing for? What is your, where is your faith? Okay. For any of your prayers to be answered, you must pray with faith 
and confidence. Confident faith that God has heard and answered your prayer. So 1 John 5, 14, and 15. <clears throat> now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Okay? So uh, let's read Mark 11, 22 and through 24. Faith is important. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say, so he had to say assuredly because they're, they're, he knew that they probably weren't going to believe what he's about, he's about to say. So I'm, I'm like, hey, look at me. I'm telling you the truth. Now listen, pay attention. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Okay? Confident faith. You can have that confident faith when you pray. Okay? The Word. Faith works First, by believing in your heart. So believing is the first fill-in. The next fill-in is heart. Then confessing it with your mouth. Yeah. Believing, believing in your heart and your mouth. Yeah. Confessing it with your mouth. Yeah. Oh, heart was first. Sorry, I had it differently on my, my notes. Sorry. So, faith works by this. Now, a lot of people, Mark 11, 22 through 24, I didn't understand, understand that scripture for a very long time. You know, I even went to, to Rama and listened to Kenneth Hagin, and I still didn't understand it. But what I did understand because it happened in my life, is Romans 10, 9, and 10, right? It basically is a, a demonstration of how faith works. So let's uh, read that. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart one believes, for with a heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But when you find the word of God, so when you hear that Jesus came and he died for you on the cross, and that if you receive him as your Lord and Savior, the blood that he shed washes away your sins. And when you make him your Lord and Savior, you get, that's what happens to you. And then you're born again. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You know, you hear that and you're like, ah, oh. then you act on it. You pray and you believe in your heart and you confess, you know, Jesus, you are Lord. I believe that you died for me. You, you shed your blood for me. I thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of my sins. Now I call you my Lord and I enter in. So now I'm in the new kingdom. You are my king now, you know. But 
for every other promise, every everything that God has said, it works the same way. If you believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth, then it will happen. You will be healed. So by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. So you can insert that verse right in there. Well, if you believe in your heart that Jesus' stripes has healed you or healed you way back then, then, and you confess it with your mouth, then you will be healed. So that's how I learned how faith worked. Because it's something that had worked in my life. I understood that it was by these scriptures that I was saved. What any other promise comes that way through faith. So find the will, the, the, will, the will of God, which is the word of God, for whatever situation you're in and pray the word. Believe what, that what he said is true. Believe what he said he will do. And then say, thank you. The best way to say is afterwards, thank you that you've done this for me. Thank you that you have healed me, that I'm whole from head to toe. Hallelujah. Uh, another promise. And it's hard to believe because it's, it's a lot of times it's not what we see. But do you know you can walk in, in um, the health of God to where sickness and disease has nothing to do with you? That's God's and that's what, what Jesus paid for. He didn't pay for this first that he get healed by a little bit of this and a little bit of that. He made it to where we could be healed in every way, right? But do we believe it? Are we walking in it? Are we thanking him for it? You have to faith it to enter into it. So, so uh, questions. How do you pray with faith and confidence? You pray the word. You pray the word. You pray the word. So find the word on it. Insert it. And do it. Believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth. Okay? God's word is, is the express will of the Father. So you can pray in faith and confidence. Uh, one scripture I did not put up yet is James th- 4 and 3. So let's see if you can put that one up. So basically it says, <laughs> um, you don't get, God will not answer your prayer because you ask amiss. All right. How do you ask amiss? Well, there's a couple, a couple of ways. It, it wasn't provided by Jesus, or you did not ask for it in faith. If you don't ask for it in faith, he doesn't hear you. If you don't ask for what Jesus provided for, what's in his word, well, he doesn't hear you. So those are a couple of things you, can, you should look at in your life. Why isn't God answering this prayer? Well, let's see. Are you, are you faith in it? Or are you doing it to, to consume it to, on your own lusts, you know? You don't have the right reason in your heart that you're asking for it. It may not be n- nothing wrong with it, but the, but the reason you're asking for it in your heart is not right, okay? The other way of not asking in faith, by the way, is when you come to God and say, well, God, um, I read my Bible for three hours today. I went to church I stayed, I even swept after church. <laughs> so I think you should heal me of this. He's going to go, no. <laughs> no, that's not faith. 
Faith is, faith is knowing this, what Jesus did. It's all about Jesus. It's all about what Jesus did and what he's provided. It has nothing to do with you, right? Should we do these things out of love and gratitude? Yes. Because he is worthy to be our king, our Lord, and it's worthy that we seek after his kingdom and his righteousness. He is worthy. But we don't do it to get anything because we've already been given everything through Jesus Christ. So that might be another reason, you know? If you're like, you're praying and you believe, you're like, I want to I feel his presence and you're not feeling his presence, but God, I did this and this and this and that. Well, you're coming to him in, in the wrong, with the wrong reason. Lord, I come to you right now in faith and confidence and I know you're going to receive me, not because of what I did or didn't do, but because of what Jesus did. And you know what happen, happens? Those doors swing open wide and I'm able to enter those gates, you know, and come right in just running into his presence and running and jumping and leaping into his arms. But if I come in any way of my own works or what I've done, then those doors are going to stay shut. <laughs> so adjust yourself. Make sure you understand. And it's freeing because... It doesn't have to do with you. It has to do everything with our Savior, Jesus Christ, our glorious Lord. So because of him, every time you come to him in faith, you faith it, God is going to say, yes, you got it. It's yours. It's yours. Every time. Because of what Jesus did. But you got to faith it. So these are just... Let's see. Yeah, I'll stop there. These are just some things about prayer because there's so much more. This, the subject is so deep. It can go, you can go on and on and on and on about it. But I just fell in my heart. These are the things that I was supposed to share tonight. I hope that it, it helped you, um, encouraged you, challenged you to see that there is more, you know. And thank God for myself, there's way more. I know already there's way more. Because I've seen others go further, and I'm like, I want that too. And I'm going to keep seeking, asking, and knocking until I receive it and I walk in it myself. Don't just try it once. Well, that didn't work. Man, you pursue that, you know. Uh, You see it as a treasure, and you're willing to sell everything else in your life just to have it. You see it, you want it, I want that. I want that treasure in God. And you're just, you're going to go after it and you're not going to take no for an answer. (laughs) Anyway, I love you guys. God bless you. Amen. So I want, we want everyone to come up and uh, Pastor Tim's going to lead us in prayer. If everyone can come up and I will have a circle and uh, we'll get started. Thank you, Pastor.